welcome to Barry Aftercare, the podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Connie Stapleton. This is episode 102, The Gifts of Bariatric Surgery with Meg. Welcome to the last podcast episode of 2022, in which you will hear from an incredibly dynamic woman who has not only received numerous gifts as a result of having bariatric surgery, but is also going to share with you the gift of herself and her chosen career in the travel industry with the bariatric community in the near future. Listen in as Meg tells you about the journey she's been on thus far and where she plans to go in the new year. Speaking of the new year, I look forward to sharing more education and information related to the emotional and psychological aspects of bariatric surgery in 2023. I also want to thank you for listening to the Barry Aftercare podcast throughout 2022, and especially for inviting others to listen as well. I wish each of you a healthy and joy-filled 2023. Now, let's get started with Meg. Okay, hi, and welcome everybody to Barry Aftercare. I'm excited to continue with the theme that we've been on this entire month of December, which is holiday season. And regardless of what holidays you celebrate, I welcome you and I am grateful to share with you. And the whole month is about sharing, not necessarily financial gifts, or but the gift of friendship, the gift of what you have received in your life. And so today we're going to talk with an amazing woman I met just recently, in fact, in October. So it's been very short time ago that I met Meg. But man, I tell you what, sometimes you meet somebody and you're like, this woman's got it going on. And this woman has got it going on. So I'm going to introduce her in just a minute. And she's going to share with you part of her journey. And we'll tie it up like we have been the last couple of interviews with what are the gifts that you've received as a result of having the surgery? And how are you sharing those gifts with others? Because it's a reciprocal thing. We give gifts, we get gifts. And that, you know, is is a win-win. So without any further ado, I want you to meet Meg. And she is coming from us in Chicago. And so welcome, Meg, and I'm just going to let you introduce yourself. Hey there, and hello. Hi, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Meg Sitnik, and um, I'm known um, through social media as a VIP travel girl. Um, I am also the founder of what will soon become Barry Adventures, um, and that is offering transformative travel and lifestyle experiences to the weight loss uh, surgery community. Um, uh, more about me. I had nine, nine months ago, I had uh, RNY gastric bypass and, you know, I had the pleasure of meeting you, Connie, at the uh, OH, the obesity health conference. And uh, I was just as equally taken back by you as well. You're just <laughs> such a remarkable woman. And to run into you again at Portland at the Just Be You Bariatric Awards was really an honor and a privilege. So I'm really grateful that you reached out to, to get me to join you today and to be a part of this opportunity. 
Thanks for having me. What I was really struck by was how recently you've had your surgery and how involved you've become. And I love that because this is all about taking what you've gotten and sharing it with others. And you are doing that in a big way. And I love how you said that transformative travel. Ah, There's very few things I love more than travel. So I can't wait to play. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. A nice, well-balanced life experience for sure. And, you know, as you were talking about, you know, just like the importance of this particular um, section of your, the series of giving back, you know, for me, it was really about giving back. That was a huge part of my research process about like, where do I fit into this community? Like, It was really something that weighed on my heart. Like, you know, for me coming into to my my journey was an, a really un, an unlikely one. Uh, it wasn't something I had ever considered before. So as I was doing the research to understand what was going on and I was looking for resources myself, and that was a bit of a train wreck. It was these amazing individuals through social media that I had discovered that were equally as frustrated and finding those resources. And then ultimately just was like, you know what? I got to be the resource. And so that really landed on me. And I was like, Meg, you know, you've done lived a whole life. You know, there's, there's a lot of awesome that's already (laughs) happened. I'm going to go ahead and just, but you know, you got to give your gift of you and who you are and who you've become. And, you know, I've let those individuals be my light and my guidance. And that's what ultimately uh, got me to come out to Portland is I wanted to honor them. I wanted to celebrate everything that they had done for me in my journey so far. So So quick question. When you talk about being frustrated with finding resources, what were you referring to? What kind of resources were you looking for? Well, you know, they hand us a binder. I feel like that's the number one thing I hear from patients uh, across the board when they they decide to explore their bariatric journey is like, oh, well, my nurse navigator, my coordinator for my program, you know, they handed me a binder and this binder is like this big and it literally just kind of skims over. It's not even the basics. It's more like it's like a course syllabus. That just happens to be about 20 pages long. And, you know, they give you links to different dumpster fires, as I like to call them. And (laughs) it's bad. What is a dumpster fire? A dumpster fire could be a Facebook page or a a group that hasn't been or forum that just hasn't been like well navigated. And I admittedly, admittedly, I chose my journey, you know, you know, during the mid to late end of the pandemic, by my standards at this point, I'm like, I got to get back out there. Um, you know, so, but a lot of people were doing this, like at the beginning, my inspiration person made this decision, like in the fall of 2020 and it was huge. And so I understand that the in-person wasn't there and it was hard to connect in those ways, but I just, I had such a hard time really finding resources that were patient led but I found that in Barry Nation and really finding voices that were going through it, that were really willing to share what they were going through, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what bariatric living looks like. And I needed that. The real thing. So you said that you had an unlikely journey. So tell me about this unlikely journey. Yeah. You know, for me, I had had individuals in my life who had gastric bypass, but you know, this was, I would say my first, you know, understanding that it was a thing or an option, a tool, if you will, um, as we like to call it in the community, it was like 15 years ago, you know, that 
gastric bypass really wasn't all that developed then. And so, you know, I was, I went through some medical challenges and different things, but you know, it wasn't, but I, the version you see in front of me is familiar to me. I've seen her before, you know, I grew up pretty athletic and fit and, you know, just getting out there and doing things. But it was in my 20, my late twenties and my early thirties that I, I was challenged with some medical emergencies and forced into bed rest that, you know, I began to pick up weight and my new normal became 242 pounds. And I just had to learn to just kind of just accept and receive the form that I was in. And also just took stock of the fact that, you know, I still had my health. I still had my mobility. So I was either going to go ahead and live the life that I have in front of me and live it fully and completely, or I was going to sit over here in this headspace and it just wasn't going to work. It just wasn't going to work. So um, I still participated in multiple marathons, completing four, um, several triathlons, half marathons, and, you know, did it at my curvy weight. Like, it didn't feel great. Don't get me wrong, like physically, but at the same time, like emotionally and transformatively, like in my life experience, I was doing everything that my spirit wanted and needed. The challenge was my body was having a hard time keeping up. I'm sure. I'm sure. But that's pretty remarkable. I just want to pause for a second and just say, even at your heavier weight, you were going for it. You were living life fully, as fully as your body would allow at that time. And that's pretty incredible. Thank you. Thank you. And it's, it's during those periods, it was during that period of, you know, picking up a hundred pounds of extra weight. Like, Mm -hmm. so currently I'm at a, I'm at a familiar weight of, you know, 135. Uh, But imagine picking up a hundred pounds in like six weeks. Like we can all imagine those of us who have dealt with obesity are still dealing with obesity, um, extra weight. If, if that's where you're at in your journey, you know, we've all been there, but to pick it up, my body like was just like, Whoa, it was, did a you lot. literally gain a hundred pounds in six weeks? I did full How on did best red. Cause you know, without getting into the gory details, the reality was I wasn't allowed to move at all. Um, I had a tumor. They were very concerned about rupturing and the reality is they had to keep me pretty drugged up. And so it was eat and pain management and keep me on bed rest until they could get everything lined up in order to determine whether or not they could safely to safely handle that and that I could make it through that. So my body just packed wow. it on and it was brutal, but you know, I rallied, I rallied through the being the overachiever I am. It was like, Oh, and I was already involved with other causes and I decided to join team and training. And I was, you know, a woman said, Gleevex saved my life. And you know what? Not, okay. Okay. The marathon's going to save my life. The marathon's going to save my life. So, you know, that was really uh, an important time for me. But in that journey, in that journey through 26.2, you know, I, I really realized that I was developing like, the core foundation of who I, was, who I am as a woman and uh, really developing four really key principles that just helped bring me through and would bring me through what began to be the, the next step of a whole new life for me. So before you tell us about the four principles that really guided you through this process for those who don't know what 26.2 means. <laughs> oh yeah. The full mean? marathon, the full marathon of two, 26.2 right. miles. And I did right. uh, my, my 26.2, I did four of them in one year. So. Oh my gosh. It's my, 
I love that. But at least yes. I know what I can do. Like you can do anything if you set your mind to it. That's, that's the principle. Wow. And that's the key to take away. That's the key to take away. That is phenomenal. Thank you. Thank and you. That was at your heavier weight? That was at one of my heavier, well, one of my heavier points, my, what I consider to be my new normal, my heavy weight would then come, um, in the height at, of the pandemic. Um, so that's when we, you know, we, we, we flash forward to February of 2020, where everyone's world was changing. Um, for me, I didn't realize, and the writing was kind of on the wall being in travel and tourism, the world, like the things and the, the, the inklings and we were hearing things, but from the tourism perspective, you know, like when, when business is starting to cancel, like throughout the world, you know, it was starting in apex in Asia and it just slowly just crept across Europe. And you're wondering why your programs are canceling. And, you know, it's not just, not just my, my big programs. I'm talking my leisure programs too. Like everything's canceling. And I was in Hawaii, uh, citing for a program and, you know, it was uh, Chinese new year was going on. But there were none of our friends from Asia were there. Wow. And to be in Hawaii and not to have that full feeling like when you go to Hawaii, you not only get, you know, the feeling of being in Hawaii, but there's a lot of influence from uh, our, our friends in our, 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 our community around the world. When they're not there, you, so you, true. you know something's, something's going on. So, um, yeah. So, and moving forward, you know, the world was closing down and my world was changing and professionally, my whole world was wrapped up in travel, tourism and living that transformative life. And Mm -hmm. things just really began to change. Right. Right. So now you're at your heaviest and your lowest. Well, I got to my heaviest weight in September. I picked up long haul COVID. So I did 93 days in uh, solo isolation. And that was really challenging. Yeah. So those foundational points and principles that I really want to speak to, you know, I was able to pull from my marathon training and those that sports endurance training, you know, these key foundations, you know, 93 days of isolation will hit different. Where were you? Were you at home? I was at home. So I was in my... uh, By myself. (laughs) by myself. That's emotionally taxing. It was, it was, but Mm -hmm. I stuck to four key principles every single day. And those four key principles, yeah. uh, Mindfulness, movement, meaningful conversation and self-mastery. Okay. Give us a little dive. Every single day. So from a mindfulness um, perspective, you know, mindfulness, you know, is I had to ask myself every single day, you know, how am I feeling? How is my environment impacting my attitude? And I know that seems crazy. You're 93 days of isolation, you know, being in a, in your, you know, a, a small, intimate, but very comfortable space. The reality was, you know, um, I still had to look out for like those little things. I mean, we're in the pandemic. Most people were like, let me watch contagion. I was like, no, let's not even get anywhere near that. Like look up neurotic in the dictionary. And I was trying to stay as far away from that as possible. Right. Yeah. And so I had to check in with myself every single day and remind myself of, you know, you're in a safe space. You're in the best place you can possibly be. You have all the tools and resources you need. You, 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 ha- you'll be grateful. You got Wi-Fi. you got food, you got, you got these amazing, amazing essential workers that are just supporting you. 
That's what I had to say to myself every single day and check in with that mindfulness. And also to like make that bed, make that bed, be mindful of those little things. That's that one little task. So even if the day was crap, every single day I got up and I made my bed and I was mindful of one more task. Have you watched that video? I think it was done by a Navy SEAL who talks about get up and make your bed. I'm a military brat. Okay. But that makes a huge difference. It does. Right? It's tidy. It's neat. I'm up. I'm at them. I'm not crawling back in there. Yes. And you know, it's here's the thing too. Your personal hygiene is not self-care. I just want to put that out there. That's true. I love that, right? That's a task of life. That is That's a task of life. Exactly. So you can't count. Like I got a shower and I got dressed today, you know, like those were all great things. Like I definitely was a very hygienic, you know, isolated pandemic, you know, <laughs> I did that. But like making the bed, that was about realizing that continuing to maintain my environment was what was going to bring me through this and keep me in check. And those little tasks were going to keep me on, keep me, keep me moving. And then movement, like you don't know how easy, oh, you do. We all do. Excuse me. My apologies, folks. We all know that all it takes is like 10 minutes, not even 10 minutes on Instagram to get sucked in. And next thing you know, it's like 30, 45 minutes later. And were you productive? Did you at least get your task complete? Scroll hole. And so I really had to stay focused with like, even if it was pacing, or, you know, yoga or stretching for me, really virtual mm-hmm. dance parties were where it was at for me. And that, and, and also meeting my stand goal, like standing up at least once an hour, a minimum of 12 hours a day, period. That's awesome. And I love that. And there are so many ways, you know, anybody who's got an iPhone or an iWatch or a, a Fitbit or whatever. And, yes. you know, I sit all day long in this chair. And yes. every hour after every session, I get up, I take my dog out, I walk through the house, I walk up and down the stairs a yes. few times. That movement is critical. I'm so critical. glad you mentioned that. It's so important. It just keeps your brain moving. And, mm-hmm. you know, meaningful conversations. This one was big. Like everybody was on Zoom. And thank goodness for Zoom. Okay. Zoom, WebEx, uh, Vimeo. Instagram, any platform that was live streaming and allowing us to connect. Amazing. But seeing the fatigue for me, it fatigued me because it to see the isolation and the stress and all of that going on and people working so hard and trying to juggle so much and still trying to show up and get that social. It taxed me. So I went back to what I do, like connecting with folks one-on-one and every single day I prioritize. Now I talk to many people, but every day I would prioritize one particular individual and that would be my sole focus. You know, I wanted to know where they were at, what they were doing. I wanted the good, the bad, the ugly with work. If they needed to vent about kids, if the kids need to hop on the phone and vent about mom and dad, you know, I received it and gave it too. And ultimately, you know, it gave birth to deeper connective relationships with not just my friends, not just with my family, but my colleagues from around the world. And being in tourism, when I say my colleagues around the world, I'm literally meaning around the world. And to my friends from Scotland, they kept me going at every turn. And then it kind of just moves forward to um, self-mastery, you know, self-mastery. Can I step back and just talk about that? Yeah. I love that you, you qualified the conversations as meaningful. 
because you can chit chat all day long, but it's an entirely different experience than having that meaningful conversation where you made somebody feel important and valued and what they're doing in their life at this moment matters to you and vice versa. And that is a different thing than, you know, hi, how's the weather? You know, doesn't this suck? We're all bored and lonely and depressed. And, oh, can you believe it? And how how long is it going to go on? No, tell me. Tell me about how you're feeling. Deep down, let's talk about that. conversation. So important. My mom taught me, don't ask somebody how they're doing if you're not prepared to receive the honest truth. Yes. I love you. But mom. the reality is I love my mom too. My mom is amazing. But the reality is that I can look back on every single one of those conversations. And if I ask that individual in any moment, how are you doing? They're going to tell me. Yep. They're going to keep it 100. You know, whether we're in a professional circumstance, you know, we all know how to navigate those where they are. But they're, I'm going to know there's that you just know. And it's just different. And I'm so blessed for that. Yes. So I love it. I love it. Okay. So now on to, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, um, the last one was, um, self-mastery, you know, it takes a lot, you know, it's a lifelong pursuit, self-mastery. This isn't something that occurs overnight, you know, but it's when we have that willingness to acknowledge our strengths and understand our weaknesses and discover how we can turn those strengths into weaknesses. That's when we really begin to flourish and we begin to thrive. And for me, if it, again, kind of came down to that, just that one task of making my bed, I knew that I was being intentional. So I was staying focused in that mindful moment for myself each day, doing that mental health check-in. I was making sure that I was staying focused in that movement, which I needed not just for my body, but my spirit and my mind needed me to keep moving. And then also just that, those meaningful conversations, like that dexterity, that feeling of therapy and catharticness and like all of that, that comes, that comes through. Let me tell you, I never cried so much in my life than I did during the pandemic. Sorry. That's okay because every time I did, even if it was for like two seconds or a half an hour, I always felt better and I felt stronger. My spirit felt like it could go the distance the next day. They could just mm-hmm. still wake up even after the long haul COVID came into my life. Yeah. Yeah. That Those are fantastic. So those four principles um, that you utilized as you, as you went through that complete isolation were those things you picked up from your sports training and from other resources and culminated into this is what works for me for sure you know you ask yourself some serious questions while you're you're preparing for a marathon just the preparation for a marathon is one thing but the actual like physical journey race day especially around mile 22 you really start asking yourself some real serious questions But I realized very quickly in going into lockdown and that when that started, like I just I could just feel it that I knew I needed to draw on something deeper, that things were going to get crazy, whether it was Twitter blowing up all the time or constantly the updates or I'm in Chicago, too. I was in a high rise like world was just different. And I had, you know, hi, my name is Megan. I was a beast. I was obese at 242 at, you know, 510 and some change, but I also had chronic asthma. And so me getting me picking up coronavirus was like a straight up death wish. 
So I needed, I needed to draw on everything that I had to keep myself happy, healthy, well, and straight up sane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that would only become more challenging, you know, once we got into, you know, the summer of 2020 and the, the, the impacts of, you know, George being murdered, quite frankly. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, what a train wreck, right? It was just one thing and one thing and one thing. Yeah. You're talking about something that is really, really near and dear to my heart. And tell me, it's just that learning, that learning and that self mastery and that, you know, learning all the things that can help us in little ways and picking out this is working for me. This is working for me. This is working for me. And I started this course at the beginning of this calendar year. So almost a year ago, and it's called optimize and it's by a guy named Brian Johnson. And it's like, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. I'm going to do what Brian's doing. He's, He's a huge reader of old world philosophy but modern psychology and, and science. So it's all evidence-based stuff, but it's like the best of the best of the best of the best to be the best of who we are so that we can pass it on to others, not just so we can be our best, but so that we can be our best in service of others. others. And I just love that philosophy. So if you guys want to look up Brian Johnson, his, he has such a library of wealth and knowledge, and it's taken me a whole year to get through this course. And it's just really brilliant. And, and it's like the process of bariatric surgery, like this kind of meal prep may work for you. This kind of meal prep do for you. So the fact that you've formed or put together these four foundational habits Mm -hmm. is such a good combination for you. And it may be through your sharing exactly what somebody else needs. That's right. right? Like, wow, those four foundational habits can really help me transform my life. So thank you for sharing so deeply what that was. So how did you come to have surgery? Well, you know, so that made it through lockdown, made it through a summer of <clears throat> trauma. Um, I did ended up, I did end up picking up coronavirus and it hit me like a ton of bricks. And oh, no. I ultimately, yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts. It was nuts, but I decided to step back, scale back and went back home uh, to Kansas for, for some time. Um, so I scaled back and went to my home in Kansas and just kind of, wrote it out, wrote it out, but it was in the fall of 2020. So I went back in September, it was October of 2020 when I had a girlfriend from here in Chicago who posted a single photo and it was a picture of her getting ready to go into surgery. And I just remember sitting in my office and thinking, Oh, I'm so excited for you, girl. Like, yes, I had seen, I met her at her heaviest weight. Right. I, I, but we, I just, and I saw her, I saw her challenge, but she just kept living her life, kept living her life. She never stopped. She was an avid traveler too, but you know, she was, she was going through it and she had made the decision in the middle of a pandemic to change her life. And that just inspired the hell out of me. Like, 
Uh, for, for sure. Inspired that just inspired me so deeply. And for five months, I would watch her journey. And every day I would, she would just post a photo. That's all she did. She just posted a photo. She really wasn't sharing, but it was this every day. It was this really cool little evolution of her experience. And I would just, I used a butterfly. I just thought transformation, transformation, transformation. Yes. I just kept hyping her up and cheering her on. And I was like, sister, you got this queen. <laughs> like yes. You got this. And so then, you know, and kind of just push forward into uh, March of 2021. So I make it through the new year. And finally, finally, I get vaccinated and my world started to change again. Immediately I started, my long haul symptoms started going away. The severe brain fog went away, the tachycardia, the need for me to have my inhaler with me every time I walked out of the room for fear of having an asthma attack, no more nebulizer every two to four hours. You know, I was sleeping through the night. I had entered, like I could, I would wake up and I would have all kinds of ideas for my day. That's the way I am anyway. But within an hour, it was just like, one, what was I going to do? And two, like with what energy and how was that going to happen? But that, that, that all changed. It changed within 40, 72 hours. Wow. It was crazy. And then I got my second shot and I felt like my spirit was coming back alive again. And I felt like I was ready to understand more. And I began to, to begin to think about gastric bypass, but it wouldn't be until June of 2021 that I would actually speak with my doctor about gastric bypass. And his first response was like, uh, why haven't we thought of this before? Uh, Because it really, you know, I mean, it's kind of funny because I mean, yes, I was curvy, but I was 242 pounds. I was still living an active life, you know, like, okay, like, right. It wasn't inhibiting my quality of life in the greater sense in that sure. moment. But, but it wasn't with, allowing you to be your best self or you're living your life to its fullest. That's right. And at 289 pounds now, 300 was around the corner. Yeah. 300 and all the extra and not knowing where I would possibly be. Um, and so I discovered I had a hernia then and I contacted my insurance and I I finally started asking questions during that pre-approval period while I was talking to them on the phone and I asked questions and they gave it to me straight. Like they gave it to me the full, the full deal. But I said yes to exploring bariatric surgery at that point. I hadn't said yes, right? but I committed to myself to go through the process to explore if bariatric surgery and bariatric living was going to be right for me. And then mm-hmm. ultimately it was Natalie from Barry nation and she was on mm. a lunchtime walk. Yeah. So you got to go find your community people. You have to yes. find your community. So out, out of the you dumpster have to do it. Yes. Into the nation and to the nation of bariatric just badasses, quite frankly, and community and patient led experts and, and therapists and dietitians and just movement experts, everybody. But it was Natalie on her lunchtime walk showing me what I had been looking for, which is what my bariatric lifestyle would be like. Awesome. Letting me see that. And that's when I said, yes, love that. That's so cool. So it's been how many months did you say? Nine Nine months. I just celebrated nine months post-op. Yeah. Okay. So you have 
lost a tremendous, you've lost all that weight. I mean, I have. in a very short period of time. Yeah. Yes. And how is the bariatric? Holy moly. How is that? that that's incredible. How it's is nuts. that bariatric lifestyle working for you? You know, eating like your dietitian told you. It's, it's working out well. I mean, I think the biggest challenge I have, Connie, is that I worry about sharing how awesome of a journey I am because I know so many people have challenges, but I had to get over that. That was part of the, part of the, you know, like realizing that, you know, everyone's journey is different. You have to honor where you're at, where you're at as a human, you know, where you're at going into your preoperative journey and what tools and resources you've already cultivated in your life experience that are, what's going to bring you through. And so, and, and doing that, and doing that through that whole, whole experience, you know, I've been able to take that. And so I want to be clear too, for anyone who's listening that the 154 pounds, 62 of it came preoperatively. When I say I was fully committed to my, my preoperative journey, I really was. I took on every bariatric principle, every eating principle, nutrition, hydration, uh, sleep schedule. I mean, I was focused on shaking off long haul COVID, and relocated to Scottsdale, shaking off long haul COVID, acknowledging and accepting where I was with my body, recovering from that hernia surgery, which I did, thank God, and just putting myself in the best position possible, relying on that mindfulness, that movement, those meaningful conversations and self-mastery to bring me through that preoperative journey. The more work we put into ourselves preoperatively, and I'm going to say this even now post-op, the more effort we put into our preoperative journey. I want to say this for everyone considering bariatric surgery. The more you're going to get out of it, the more you Without set yourself up for success. Period. Without and a doubt. So, mm-hmm. And so that's what brought me through. And so that's really helped me connect postoperatively. That and my greatest give back of receiving my community but giving back this resource of who I am, everything that I have learned, you know, I'm 46. So I'd already, I've already lived a life. And for me, when the pandemic hit, it was like that past life is gone. I let her go. And when I say I let her go, I've said goodbye to her. I've said goodbye to that old lifestyle in the the sense and letting it, my whole identity be wrapped up in one element that I am more than just being Meg, the, the travel, the travel agent, the travel planner, the buyer, the procure, like, I'm not just that I'm so much more. And so finding my community and my post-operative experience has been the number one resource to me that has led me to be able to, to hit all the other markers. That's why I'm having so the best I'd, experience. Yes. So a couple of things that you said that I really want to sure. reinforce, please free up starts living the principles, like you said, of the, of the bariatric lifestyle ahead of time. You're setting yourself up for a much easier transition. Mm -hmm. Another thing you said was get out there and get your tribe. Don't wait for them to come to your isolated high rise to find you. It's not going to happen. That's right. Take it upon yourself to get out there and that's right. Create the community for you in this bariatric community. Another thing you said that I find so important, and this is for everybody, even those of you who think you have nothing to bring to the table, it is not 
true. Everything we go through in life is in preparation for something to come. And Meg is talking about, I love what you're saying about, I am using me as the tool here. I am using myself, the gifts that I have cultivated. Maybe some of it was natural, but you have cultivated these skills and you are using the totality Total, total of you. Totality. <laughs> yes, thank you. There was a word. I knew there was. <laughs> so um, good. Of who you are and what yeah. you, you know, it's like having those transferable skills that you've yes. used in a job, in a relationship, right. as a mother, as a That's sister, right. as a That's son, right. as a spouse, into what you do with your life. So bring the best of where you've been because it's in preparation. That's to right. Help you with where you're at. Oh my gosh, I love that. It's so true. Set yourself up for success today so that when the opportunity to say yes comes up, you can. You don't have to say That's yes right. today. You just got to do everything you got to do today so that you can say yes tomorrow when the time comes. Period. Awesome. Okay, so tell me about this berry adventure. I mean, it seems like a natural given where you've been and where you're going. Oh, well, you know, as I mentioned, you know, the world was coming to an end. We ended up in shutdown. You know, the world, I mean, the world shut down like hashtag trauma. I own it. I own it, but I've rallied. Uh, But during my, my research phase, I discovered there was just like this huge need within the bariatric community, like to travel, to connect and to engage. Like that's, that's it. That's great. And there's, there's opportunities out there. There are smaller groups that have been, have been doing that. And it's amazing what is coming out of it. But I also realized um, that there was a need for more intentional and transformative lifestyle experiences for people who had made, made the choice to like, I'm going to have a bariatric lifestyle. I want to, I want to spend more time with my kids. I want to do X, Y, Z. I want to do this, that, and a third. But then they get there and they haven't followed through. Right. They're not saying yes to themselves. Right. They'll start saying yes. And here I'm going to say it. They're saying yes to what everyone else is doing in the community mm-hmm. because they feel like that's the next step or the next solution. It's easy. It's easy right. to get on that bandwagon. But right. so as I looked back and I, I reflected over my, my preoperative journey, I made the decision to say yes to the Bariatric Society's Bariatric Retreat in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, that was the best yes I had said to myself outside of bariatric surgery, because right. I was saying yes to my community. I was saying yes to understanding, like, and going back to travel. I hadn't been on a real holiday. Me not mm-hmm. traveling is like is a fish out of water. It's just sick, right. twisted, and wrong. I believe I said the other day. <laughs> um, <laughs> it really is, and I hadn't done that. Like, my passport still hasn't been stamped. Nope, that's not true. I went to Canada. I went to Canada in August and Thank I love God. you, Canada. But, you know, I'm, I, t- I need to go to Europe. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, you know, I just realized that there was this huge need and there was this huge gap, but I didn't, I didn't want to plan retreats. Okay. And I didn't want to go back to planning meetings and conferences. And, you know, I'm telling you, if you haven't heard of Bariatric Society's retreat, I'm going to go shameless plug for stuff. You've got to get in on it. You've got to check out Bariatric Society's retreat. It was such a transformative experience and to be able to connect with the community and to be two months post-op, to be with, to be with my people. It just, it took away all that stress 
It helped me start building relationships, but it also helped me realize that and remember that there are so many great individuals who paved the way for me to be here and for me to explore Barry Adventures. But once I left there, I realized there's a need. There's still a gap for people to come together to spend that time, whether it's an urban experience, whether it's, you know, domestic or international, but that in-depth transformative life experience and to really get in and have those immersive travel experiences. So, you know, and also too, you know, having spent my career traveling, you know, I know firsthand what it's like to travel. You know, and to be, you know, heavy and over or overweight. And, you know, the truth is we need our community. We need to connect with our community and we need to clarify our life experiences through that community. And travel is the best way to do that when we travel together. I love travel so, so, so much. And you know what I think is so fun about what you're doing? Tell me. So many people who have surgery talk about Mm -hmm. how they want to travel, how they want to get on that plane and not have to have the extender and not have to feel so awkward on the, you know, all those non-skill victories and go places they never would have gone before. And having you be somebody who's familiar because so many people are like, I don't know where to start. I don't know how to travel. I've never done it before. What do you do? And so you can provide, you will provide such an amazing niche niche however you want to pronounce it for people who want to get out there but don't have it yes have a clue how to do it so i love that you're going to be doing this what a what an incredible way to share your gifts and your talents and your experience so cannot wait i've already checked out your website i can't wait to see what's coming i'm going traveling with you because i'm a travel kind of girl awesome i love that I love that. Yeah. Can't wait to have you. Yeah. And as you know, I love Stephanie's retreat, the Bariatric Society. Oh, it's so fun. Nice. It's playful. You get out there, you live, you play, you yeah. have a great time, you socialize. Yeah. I do a different kind of retreat, right? I do a therapy <laughs> retreat. I know. And I love it. Very small, very intimate. But we can combine that with some other kinds of travel stuff too and do great Absolutely. Things, so Absolutely. Just I see us in Jamaica. I'll go. I'm there. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah. I mean, can I have therapy? <laughs> can I have therapy in Jamaica? With a massage? You know. See, you're, you're speaking my language. Right. Walking on the beach. Yes. Great, meaningful conversations. That's right. And Absolutely. if we want to spice it up, we could do a little cliff diving if you're feeling you're feeling zip lining or zip lining all those things duns river fall i'm just throwing it out here people just spitballing (laughs) we're just you know creating it we're you know that's right everything has two realities the first one's in the imagination that's right so there you go yes that's right okay so gifts Mm -hmm. you have received you've shared so many of them you know you've received the gifts of developing these four absolutely wonderful foundational habits that you are now sharing. That's a gift to you, a gift that you're sharing. You're using the gift of your experience as a travel person and bringing it to the bariatric community and sharing. I mean, my goodness. So what else do you feel are gifts you've received? Oh, wow, man. Just the gift of like well, community. Of love. Love, like community is huge, but I mean, just, you know, I have done a lot of fundraising and working with nonprofits over, over the years. 
And I've always said this, is the number one, like fundraising goal, but it's so, or fundraising uh, tip, but it's so applicable in life that the people you think are going to support you, they won't. It's the people you least expect that will show up for you. And yes. we oftentimes hear um, throughout our journeys about the, the, the strain on friendships and, and, and various areas sure. of our lives. But the reality is I try to stay focused in those times of strain, particularly with various relationships that, you know, maybe they're not growing right now at the rate of speed that I'd like to see, or maybe they're at a pause, but there have been so much, so many people who've come forward, people I've least oh, expect, people who've been watching from the sidelines, from that first video 60 days out where I finally just pronounced it to the world. And all those women of, I had a hundred women who were on my team to run the Nike women's marathon. Oh, my first man, that's so cool. And you. those soul sisters would just pop into my DMS and just hype me up. Like we were back on the course again. And there are people I went to high school with that would just show up. And so it's the people you least expect. And so it's that love and support so I want to encourage people who are, have not, whether they're choosing to share their journey or not, if you've not decided to share your journey, right. I hope that you will still reach out to those of us who are and let yes. us so that we can be a resource to you. You know, slide on in my DM at VIP Travel Girl and you want to have a chat. He's like, hey, I'm not sharing my journey. I've got a couple of friends like that, but they got pseudo pages on, on Instagram and we still talk all the time. We still share our journeys and just... Remember that there is a support there. And if you are somebody who's sharing your journey, thank you. Thank you. Because your voice, your voice is, is that light, that guide that so many of us Absolutely. need in those times of, of challenges and, 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 and hurdles, but in our growth phases too. Absolutely. So at VIP Travel Girl yes. on Instagram, what about this website that you're building for the travel? Well, yeah. So, um, Barry adventures is, was originally the VIP travel girl. So she's over there and she's just hanging out. You know, you got to let go of certain things and she still exists, <laughs> still here, but the VIP travel girl is so much more than just travel and tourism. So Barry adventures holistically is transformative travel, but there's a lot of lifestyle in there as well that will be making its way forward. So you can always head over to Barry.adventures on Instagram, but go ahead and go ahead and like our Instagram page. And then also you can sign up for travel alerts at barryadventures.com. So when things go live and we continue to grow and I continue to share, um, I want that to be a resource, um, into, um, various, very adventures and things I got going on. I'm not going to give you too much, but there's more to come. So you can sign up at, at barryadventures.com for email. At barryadventures.com. That's correct for travel alerts. And you can visit us on Instagram at barry.adventures. Great. So I will put all of this information, um, in the show notes for the podcast, and then we'll have this video on Barry aftercare. So awesome. if you're not part of Barry Aftercare, go to barryaftercare.com and sign up for that because there's going to be a lot more coming this this new year. So I appreciate you. And you will come back and visit with us again, right? Absolutely. I'd love to. I'd love yes. To. All right. So you guys already can tell what attracted me to Meg. I mean, good Lord. 
<laughs> no, it's true. I mean, you're just dynamo. So So I love what you're doing in the community. And I love that you have gotten out there and gotten yourself involved in the community because it does take a village. I don't care how old we are, right? It does. It does. Keep growing and glowing. You're delightful. You're delightful. Stay warm in Chicago. January is just around the corner. I lived in the Midwest for 33 years. I know what that is like. Come on up. Freeze out with me. (laughs) Believe it or not, I am coming to the Midwest in just a few days. So I will be in Nebraska, actually. Don't ask. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) a BFF and a brother there. So I got to go give Christmas hugs. All right, you guys. Thank you so much, Meg, for for being part of Barry Aftercare. Thanks for having me. And going to have you back, woman. Can't wait to hear about the adventures. Can't wait. All right. Happy Thank holidays, you. everybody. All right. Happy holidays. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Very Aftercare, the podcast. The information shared on this podcast is considered psychoeducation and does not constitute therapy or a therapeutic relationship. Be sure to check out all the great information I provide, much of it free, by visiting my website, at www.conniestapletonphd.com. Be sure to leave your positive comments for this podcast and listen in next week to learn more ways to live your best post-op life.